What's up, Internet? This is your boy, DJ Ben Amin, and we've got an awesome episode of Fan Bros headed up. But before we get to that, make sure you head over to fanbros.com. Check out all the great content there. Articles, reviews, podcasts. It's awesome. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Internet? This is Chico Leo here with another Fan Bros special delivery. Uh, unfortunately, I am not reporting from the escape pod this evening. Uh, Mayor de Blasio reached out to the fan bros personally, asking us to keep all of our aircraft, spacecraft, and drones grounded uh, for the length of this blizzard. So I am actually reporting to you from uh, within the guts of a tauntaun. And, uh, you know, Han Solo was right. It does, uh, it does stink in here. Um... But yeah, that's that's how we roll. Uh, we don't let weather or any other uh, space phenomenon or anything stop us from reporting. And um, yeah, I got a bottle of uh, Cockspur rum from Bar- Barbados in here with me in in my uh, tauntaun guts. And uh, um, the reason I'm drinking rum in addition to trying to stay warm in all this weather is uh, I thought we'd talk about Black Sails, uh, which the second season premiered this weekend. Uh, I don't know how many people got a chance to see the first season. I thought the first season was uneven while I watched it uh, as it was going. Uh, It definitely has a lot of things going for it. Um, It's got great music, really great visuals. It's a pirate show set in the golden age of piracy in the early 1700s, 1715, I think. Um, and it's set in Nassau, uh, but it's shot in South Africa. But it's set in Na- in Nassau, where they've basically created a whole pirate city, like a pirate utopia. Um, it's like Deadwood, except everybody's a pirate. Um, I mean, there's merchants and stuff like that who live who are on the island, but most of the characters are pirates. And they, they do another dope thing really uh, successfully in that they've taken um, characters from Treasure Island, um, which is an old school, it's like the pirate story by Robert Louis Stevenson. Um, it's like the Robin Hood of pirate stories, like the, you know, the Jello brand gelatin of pirate stories. Like when you think of pirate stories, you think of Treasure Island. So it's taking characters from that. Is taking real life pirates and then it sort of combined them and put them in this show. But the reason they did it dopely is it, it works fine. If you've never read Treasure Island and never heard of Long John Silver, that's fine. And and if you don't know who any of the real pirates are, that's fine. And as long as you, you know, dig the show, you dig the show. And Last week, I talked about 12 Monkeys, and I thought that the pilot on its own, and, and this goes to the second episode as well, were, were good sci-fi stuff, but that when you put it next to the movie, it, it, it sort of paled in comparison. And so here's an example on Black Sails where they took real source material, both historical and from you know a work of fiction, you know in uh, Treasure Island, and they put them together and created the sh- a show that's bigger than either of those things, but that works successfully whether or not you have. If you if you you know if you know um, pirate history or you know Treasure Island, um, those things are dope within the show. But if you don't like the show, the stuff that works in the show works fine. 
Uh, also, Bear McCreary, who uh, does the music on The Walking Dead, which I think is, you know, a small vital part of why The Walking Dead is as good as it is, and we don't shout him out enough. Um, Bear McCreary does the music. He also did the music for Battlestar Galactica, um, which I thought the music was really, and Caprica, but the music was really good. It also, music ended up playing a central role in a way that I didn't like with the in the in the fourth season with the the use of a Jimi hendrix song to uh you know reveal who the cylons were all right but back to black sales um it's got dope music by bear mccreary it looks great it's shot great it's got a really big crew like an epic because it's all on an island or on one of the ships um there's definitely i mean you know sort of game of thrones level this is not b-level stuff now i kind of um going into black sales last year in the first season i was a little down on it because michael bay's name is all over all of the uh the posters and all the advertising and he's definitely one of the producers um but i gotta be honest with you this is way better than any michael bay movie you know pretty much since bad boys or the rock and even i think the rock is overrated um but anyway you know he's he's his name is on it but other other people are the showrunners and the writers and everything like that and so this is definitely it's not a transformer movie with with pirates there's definitely a lot going on and i think part of the reason why i wasn't i liked the first season but i didn't love it when i first watched it you know episode you know once a week um is because the first season was really setting everything up, setting all the characters up. I have some issues with the ways in which some of the characters were introduced. Um, I, I sort of, I, I got into the whole overarching picture more than I got into any of the characters themselves. Um, that was the first time I rewatched it last week. Uh, it's only eight episodes, uh, just to get a, uh, you know, get, get caught up before the second season. Um, and in a binge watch type situation, because it's eight episodes, I watched it over two days and they're like 45, 50 minutes each. So you could definitely do two afternoons and you can knock out, you know, the whole uh, the whole thing um, or two evenings. Um, it definitely worked better in, 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 in larger chunks. So I would have given it like, uh, you know, like a B minus less uh, when I watched it last year. And in the rewatch, I would definitely give it a B, you know, a, a strong B or a low B plus. Um, so, yeah, the uh, it's on stars and um, it's, you know, the pirate genre is definitely one going back to like the earliest of you know, Pulp Fiction novels, definitely there were pirate comics, uh, you know, back in the 40s and 50s. Um, I feel like the Treasure Island version of Classics Illustrated is one that you see a lot when they show pictures of Classic Illustrated. Uh, that one jumps out at me. So, you know, the pirate genre has been ripe for a long time. And it's usually revisited very poorly um, you know, the biggest bomb of all time is Cutthroat Island with Gina, or it's not anymore, but it was at the time, directed by Rennie Harlan with with uh, uh, Gina Davis and Matthew Modine. And I'm telling you, if I was going to make a pirate movie, Matthew Modine would not be the first person I would be thinking of to put in it. Um, you know, so that was like a big budget bomb. I, I know that the Pirates of the Caribbean movies 
are huge hits, but yo, I mean, that's a, that's a movie based on a ride at a theme park. Um, I mean, that's a pirate movie like, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, uh, that came out with, uh, you know, the, the, one of the weigh-ins and, uh, you know, the girl from American Beauty that basically destroyed her career. Like, yo, that, that, this, this is, you know, the, the Johnny Depp, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies are to, are to the pirate genre, what that Dungeons and Dragons movie was to like the sword and sorcery genre. Um, I mean, it took really took Game of Thrones coming back to to get the taste out of out of your mouth. Um, so yeah, I mean the you know if you're a fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you know that you know that then you 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 might or you, I mean you might also like Black Sails, but it's definitely a different animal. Um, I I actually liked the first one when I saw it in the theaters. I I was unable to get through the second one, and then I've seen pieces of the others, and it's sort of like a sad sad thing, you know. Um, both just what Johnny Depp has been doing lately, and uh, you know the sort of parodies of themselves and of the pirate stuff. So anyway, Black Sails is not that. It's definitely like Game of Thrones in the sense of. Um, you know, a lot of blood, a lot of sex, a lot of nudity, a lot of violence, and a lot of, um, you know, people making, you know, uh, betraying each other and all kinds of agreements. There's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of stuff. It basically takes place on the island of Nassau or uh, on one of the pirate ships. And, um, you know, I think I, I read that there were, it took 300 people to build each ship. Like, the ships are built with total complete accuracy and there's a lot of you know savage ship to ship combat and then there's a lot of dope stuff on the island um basically they've set up their own world that they're living in fear that like basically one day one of the navies of one of the major powers spain or england is just going to come descend on them and destroy them because they make a living basically robbing ships and then selling the the stuff they've stolen on the black market and they've created a whole you know economy on the island based on that and you know ships go out and they get credit um on the island for you know the the whorehouses and the food and for you know grog and everything like that and then they go out and then they capture stuff bring it back and and um you know it's all it's all there is this whole second illegal black market open black market economy where the whole island is a black market um so it it's definitely dope uh in that way and anyway getting to so we're talking tonight about the uh second season premiere and i definitely think that they that you know the, the first season being a setup was setting it up they're opening up the world more um, there were definitely prominent flashbacks to 10 years ago that show how Captain Flint, who is arguably the main character, how he became a pirate from being a British naval uh, officer. And um, it's just now you know the lay of the land. They've introduced uh, Ned Lowe, who's a notorious, like, savage, horrible pirate as uh, he just showed up on Nassau and looks like he's going to be the villain of the season. Um, you know, the, I would say the show suffers mostly from people being, you know, too good looking. And I, I think they, 
they put the character stuff to the backseat, introducing the world in the first season. And um, that became less and less so, you know, in the last couple of episodes of the first season. But um, it's pretty clear here, now that we know what the lay of the land is, now we know who the characters are, now they're getting into the meat of the storytelling. Um, and uh, I, you know, it's just got, it just got renewed. The second season just premiered and it got renewed for a third season. I'm not ready to say that this is the, you know, great pirate thing, but I think in, in all the genres of like, you know, westerns or private eyes or gangster or, you know, superhero or any of the sort of various genres that, you know, you think of when you think of fan bros, um, the pirate one is definitely the, you know, the most like open in terms of there still hasn't been a great pirate thing. Uh, I'm not saying there's not going to be a better, you know, gangster show than The Sopranos, you know, um, or, you know, a better, a better show. I don't even know what you'd call The Wire because it's certainly not a, not a show about cops and robbers. But, um, you know, the, the there hasn't been a great pirate thing uh, in a really, really long. I mean, there's like a really lame pirate, like I think musical from the 50s. Um you know, you go back to the 1930s and Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland made Captain Blood in 1935, I think. It's either 35 or 37. Like, that's the last great pirate uh, movie. Um, or you can go all the way back to uh, to Treasure Island, um, which Black Sails... So the Black Sails acts as a prequel to Treasure Island. The characters from Treasure Island are actually young in Black Sails. Um, so we, uh, we've met Billy Bones, and, uh, which is a dope name, and John Silver, um, who are both very young in Black Sails and are older in in Treasure Island. Um, so yeah, if you've got stars, check out uh, Treasure Island. I think Time Warner was offering like a free month of stars um, in a commercial I saw within the last couple of weeks. So just join for a month and, and watch Black Sails and see what you think. Um, I think stars, uh, you know, has been doing it. Uh, they've been slowly, you know, when you think about stars, you never thought about them in terms of, you know, original TV shows just, you know, five years ago. But they've had some some real good successes. They had Party Down, which was um, a really good comedy that ran for two seasons about um, a bunch of failed or wannabe actors who were working in a catering business and each episode was one party that they would be working at um and spartacus which i i think is to this day might be the most underrated show of like the last decade decade um people like da vinci's demons i gotta check that out um i i watched the pilot but they made the mistake of running the pilot the uh, night of the spartacus finale and i was obviously way too over emotionally overwrought um and, you know, couldn't really give Da Vinci's Demons the proper, you know, the pro any any kind of objective look. Um, I've heard good things about it. Uh, people really were talking about it at Comic-Con. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they really should have done, like, you know, a three-hour, you know, retrospective on Spartacus after, after that ended and not tried to launch a new show. Um, 
But yeah, so Chris Albrecht, who was the guy who was in charge of programming at HBO during what is really HBO's golden age, which was uh, the late 90s into the early 2000s, where there was a point where, like, in one year, you know, there were new episodes of The Wire, new episodes of The Sopranos, new episodes of Deadwood, new episodes of Rome. Like, this was the guy who brought a lot, if not all, those shows. And um, he had uh, some legal trouble, um, or I don't know, he, he was let go from from HBO, um when he, he assaulted uh, someone in, in a, I believe his, uh, well, he, he assaulted a, a female companion in a parking lot and uh, like cocaine might have been involved. I'm not sure. But anyway, he was let go from HBO. And after like a year or two, um, I guess, cooling off period, Stars snapped him up. And Stars programming has, I think, really... Um, you know, come a long way. People really just think about HBO and Showtime when they think of the premium cable channels. Um, but um, Cinemax and Stars have both uh, come up with some really good shows. Um, Cinemax has Banshee, which just started up the third season. And I got to say, the second episode of Banshee, which just aired uh, this previous Friday, is among the most outrageous episodes of TV I've ever seen. Um, it contained two of two completely incredible fight scenes, one of which most took place in, on, and around a car um, that, you know, you, you really don't see too much that you haven't seen. Um, so, yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about Banshee another time because that deserves its own uh, its own conversation. But if you're not watching Banshee and you like action, I mean, it's this really neo-noir show that sort of takes from a bunch of different genres but uh does it really successfully uh black sales is only one genre it's pirates and uh if pirates are your thing uh it, it it definitely is worth checking out um it's on stars i don't know where you can find the first season on the internet other than on stars on demand i'm sure uh resourceful fan bros out there will definitely be able to snap up uh you know, the first season, and like I said, the second season just started airing this weekend. So stay warm. Uh, you know, don't go out if uh, you're someone who's listening to this and you end up getting trapped uh, for a long time. You can go several days without eating food. But if you are forced to eat uh, people, um, my understanding is the people who survived in the, uh, what are the, was it the Ecuadorian soccer team that crashed in the Andes Mountains and and they lived for like, you know, 75 days? Um, my understanding was they would scrape the uh, butts and lower backs of their companions and get the meat off of them that way. So you're going to need some kind of metal scraper, but I think you could probably go eight or nine days without eating. But if you are trapped with, uh, you know, frozen bodies out there, definitely get a hold of a metal scraper. All right. With that, good luck. Live long and prosper. <laughs>